there's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Um, wait, so, that uh, Lever? I have to interview you about uh, show content this week. What? I have to interview you about yeah. show content this week. Um, I, we need to figure out if we need to put a language advisory on the episode. I don't even need to ask. Yes, you should do it. <laughs> Thank you. From Gimlet, this is Reply All, a show about the internet. I'm PJ Vote, And I'm Alex Goldman. This week, we have part two of our story about Shulam Dean. If you didn't hear part one, you should go back now and listen. Our producer, Shruti Pinamaneni, reported this story. Uh, Shruti will take it from here. So here's a quick recap. Shulam Dean used to live in an ultra-Orthodox Hasidic community called New Square. He spent all his time there praying, studying the Talmud. He had an arranged marriage when he was 18, five kids by the time he was 27. And somewhere in all of that, he got a computer. One of the things that came with the computer was a 3.5 floppy disk, a free AOL trial. So I put in this floppy disk and it says, you know, welcome, you've got mail. And there's this whole world, there's news, there's shopping, there's chat rooms. This AOL account started him down a long path out of his Orthodox life and into a secular world. He lost his faith, was banished from his community, And in last week's episode, we learned that it had been seven years since he'd seen his kids. They're not on Facebook. There's no local newspaper. In all this time, the only communication he's gotten from them is a single piece of mail, a note from one of his daughters. We'll call her Friday. And so I sort of like ripped it open and inside was just a Hanukkah card that said, Happy Hanukkah. Nothing that was personal. And her signature. So she signed her name. Uh, Friday D, putting her last initial. And I'm like, like, which other Friday would it be? As if she's writing, sending this to someone who she knows, but not a really close family member. Still, he was thrilled. One of his kids was reaching out. So he sat down and wrote a three-page letter and sent it certified mail. Signature required. And then, uh, you know, I'm sitting at the computer a day or two later and with the tracking number and I'm, you know, hitting refresh and it's it's up in Jersey and it's in North Jersey and now it's in Rockland and then it's out for delivery and I'm waiting uh, and I'm, I'm, you know, sitting there waiting for it to say, like, you know, delivered. But then it just stopped. There were no updates. Every day he would check, but there was nothing. And uh, six weeks later, it gets updated saying being returned to sender and two days later I get it back in the mail. That was it. New Square had closed up again. But recently, Shulam discovered an opening, another way to reconnect. It takes a couple steps to explain, but to start, you have to look at Shulam's story through the eyes of the Hasidim. 
Because to them, there have been a lot of shulams lately. People who not only left, but were also airing the community's dirty laundry to the secular world. So in 2012, the Hasidic leadership decided the time had come to reckon with the Internet. They held this thing called the Asifa, Hebrew for gathering. And it was a big gathering. Historic big. City Field, a giant baseball stadium in New York, was filled with thousands of Hasidic and Orthodox Jewish men. A sea of black hats and binoculars. The spillover crowd actually filled a neighboring stadium, where they watched a video feed of the Asifa. All in all, 60,000 people, all united to save their way of life from the Internet. What is the best way to protect myself and my home in business in the pocket against the Nisiyonis? The trials that our generation, as we all know, all of us gathered here is plagued with. The pitfalls that technology, modern technology poses for a servant of Hashem. The Hasidim have been resisting the temptations of modernity for a long time. Since the 1800s, when an Austrian rabbi, Hassam Sofer, said all that is new is forbidden by the Torah. Every time a new technology has come along since then, the Hasidim have taken what they like and left the rest behind. Take the radio. Radios are frowned upon in the Hasidic community. But say you want a cassette player to play religious music. It comes with a radio, as almost all cassette players do. So you do what every good Hasidic person does. You break off the antenna. Simple. But that's just step one. What if you want to hear a kosher version of the things you'd hear on the radio? Well, you just dialed this number, 212-444-1100. It's called Kol Mavasar, a Hasidic hotline. There are ads at the top, then you press one for news, the weather, there's eight for the Torah, and lots of other options for talk shows or interviews. One person I spoke to said, these are our podcasts. The hotline is genius, really. Everything you need from the radio, minus the chance you'd come upon a Miley Cyrus song or Viagra ad. So that's how they fixed the radio problem. But how do you take on a foe like the internet? Oh, we still have this. You can open the window. Uh, I, I, I talked I to this guy, exactly one of the people trying to solve that problem. Let's call him Ari. We spoke in the backseat of my car in my parking lot. His voice is obviously masked. I suggested a cafe, but he didn't want people to see us. The Hasidic community is wary of the press. I was thinking, well, you're going to meet there and somebody's going to snap a picture of us and it's going to be all over. Yeah. And what? We are do, we're not doing anything bad, but that's that's what. After the Asifa, the Hasidic elders decided, hey, if we can turn parts of Brooklyn into a shtetl, maybe we can do the same thing online, make a Hasidic internet. And Ari had a part to play in this plan. He worked for a company that sold Hasidic internet filters. I went out to business and I tried to get to the technician or the... They would walk through the neighborhood, knock on people's doors, go into Hasidic businesses, and they would ask, do you use the internet? Yes? Okay. We can make it kosher. We can install a filter on your computer, one that lets you use the internet, but minus all the bad stuff. And many were interested in what I have to sell. And you can decide how much bad stuff you want filtered out. Ari told me some clients filter out everything except for their own company website. 
And if you need a little bit more access? If you need more open, you call them in and they unblock it. A little more, like Amazon, you need for your business. Okay, so you have Amazon now. Obviously, there's stuff there you don't want to see. The Hasidic filter can still protect you. Faces. Faces is blocked, but there's ways, there's a technology that sees the skin color. And it's getting all colored up. Let's say they, they feel that skin is too much exposed, it can black. So uh, let me imagine this. So if I were to go to, say, Amazon.com and there's some scantily clad model selling, I don't know, a toaster, then what I would see if I had the right filter on is that model's face and body would be black. Be black. The whole picture is blacked, even the toaster also. I wanted to try one of these filters out for myself. So I went to a Hasidic internet cafe. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry. I didn't wanna... It's in the heart of Hasidic Williamsburg. You keep late working hours. I, I just popped in before you called me. This is Joseph, the owner. He asked me not to use his last name, and he also asked me to come late at night, after 11 p.m., so I wouldn't freak out any of his customers with my giant microphone. Yeah. So it's usually full over here? Like, where do this, people sit? This over here and over here. It's a nice big room with salmon-colored walls. Some computers are in boots, so you can step right in and close the door. The cafe is a safe space. All the computers here serve up filtered internet. I, I'll leave it to you. Type in the way. I'll just type in anything? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, so we sat down at the computer, and I tried to go to YouTube. Hey, so this says that this category, streaming video, is blocked. A gray window popped up on the screen that said that this site is not allowed. I tried a bunch of other sites. Facebook, Twitter, New York Times. They're all blocked. And then I tried the New York Post. Actually. Oh, so I see New York Post. I see kind of the, the headline. Not headlines, even the headlines, just the, just the, the header. Yeah, you don't and see some headlines, news. but no pictures. and no news. It's the New York Post, but with all the pictures of violence and celebrities gone. Just a lot of gray. I like this version of the New York Post. <laughs> Joseph does too. In fact, that's how he likes all his news sites. From his perspective, it's crazy that we want completely unfiltered internet, since it means seeing stuff like videos of ISIS killing civilians. Before you go to bed, you, you want to read the news, and then you see, actually, like lately, you see it every every two days. They had this, they burnt up man to life. And people saw this video. Actually, I, actually, I did see it. I, I, I can hardly see such a kind of stuff. And I forced myself to see it because there was so, so much discussion about it. And it disturbed my mind for, for probably a few days. You wish you hadn't seen it? Of course, of course I wish I wouldn't have seen it. You don't even need to be a Jew, a Hasidic, a religious to dislike this stuff. So take that feeling of wishing you could unsee something and just apply it to a big chunk of the Internet. In fact, to almost all of it. Joseph tells me he's happy where he is. He loves his neighborhood. He has a big family. On Sabbath, he turns off his phone and plays with his kids. He doesn't want that to change. And that is why he and Ari, the filter guy, were both at the Asifa. To them, the idea of building this safe, shtetl version of the internet, it's essential, even if it seems like it's against the entire nature of the internet. Internet is not made to be filtered. So what should we do? Should we put our hands together and see, I give up? No, if I give, we said we give up, then we give up definitely for our generations. So yes, we, we're not naive. We know that the internet is here, it's here to stay. We're not fighting with the internet, we're fighting ourselves to make sure that we are not so into the internet. 
The Osifa was in 2012, and thanks to the work of Ari and Joseph and many other Hasidic tech guys, there is a kosher corner of the internet. You can use it and not be branded a heretic. And that brings us back to Shulam Dean. Coming up after the break, the secular internet separated Shulam from his community. The Hasidic internet provides a way back in. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. With Memorial Day savings at the Home Depot, you can upgrade your home with up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages from top brands like Maytag. Enhance your kitchen with the exclusive Maytag French door refrigerator and fingerprint-resistant stainless steel only at the Home Depot. And with dual power filtration on the Maytag Tall Tub dishwasher, you can skip soaking and scrubbing. Right now, get Memorial Day savings up to $2,400 off select kitchen packages at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Pricing valid May 16th through June 5th, U.S. only, see store online for details. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Before the break, we heard about the Orthodox community's attempt to block off a piece of the internet for themselves, to build a tiny online shtetl. Now, Sruthi picks up the story of how Shulam Dean encountered that online shtetl. One section of the Hasidic internet that came into being after the Asifa was this web forum called Kavishtibel, Yiddish for coffee house. One day in 2012, he doesn't remember when, Shulam Dean discovered this site. Um, can you show me? Well, I can certainly bring it up. Um, but like I said, it's in Yiddish, so there's not that much that you can see. The usual forums and message boards, Reddit, Craigslist, the Hasidic filter blocks all of them. But this one's generally allowed. It looks like a stripped-down Reddit. Everything is in Yiddish. There are topics you'd expect to find, news, religion, the Talmud. But also, people here talk about things they never would have talked about in, say, New Square. Sort of transliterate it into Yiddish, Serial Podcast Season 1, A True Murder Mystery. You're kidding me. Yeah, it's right here. So what is he saying? If he killed her two weeks ago, would he have told the police that he asked her for a ride that day? In other words, Kavishtibel is a lot like a message board in the secular world. But there are plenty of differences as well. 
For example, when we pulled it up, there was this moment where we realized no one else was online. Who's who's here now? This is who is here. Like the Yahoo bot, the Google bot, the Bing bot, and Shulam Dean. Shulam realized, oh, of course, <laughs> it's Saturday afternoon. It's the middle of Sabbath. Because these guys are all at home now having their Shabbos meals. It's two o'clock in the afternoon or they're taking their, you know, after meal stroll and they're going to have a nap soon. Even though Shulam is an atheist who left his community at great cost, he still misses the rituals of Judaism. He told me he sometimes puts on a yarmulke and sneaks into Hasidic services. He misses the music, the feeling of oneness. And Kavashtibel provided a tiny hit of that feeling. He could listen in on familiar conversations. There are these mini shrimp in, in the New York City water. Did I tell you this? I did not. Where else on the internet could you log on and find many, many pages of analysis about microscopic shrimp that live in tap water? Because it's an insect, and the Bible says that you cannot eat insects. Um, but, but that's not so clear, because I, you don't understand how these things work. I'm not sure it's an insect, because what if it's a fish? And if it's fish, then, then it's forbidden for a different reason. All of this minutiae, these debates, this whole site, it just felt like home. You feel at home. It's like coming back to your hometown where you, you know, like you spent 30 years in the place where you grew up and then you went away and then you come back. It's like you know where the drugstore is and you know the bump in the sidewalk. As a kid, you would go over with your bike and right things like, like you know all the little places and, you know, who's the town drunk and who's the, right, like you... Is this the only place where you can have that? Like, are there places where you go and meet people in person and you have this feeling, or is it just on the internet? There is no other place for me. When he goes back to New Square, Shulam says he's spit at, called names. But here on this forum, all these observant Hasids were welcoming him. There was one of the things where I said, like, I don't know if I should go into this because, you know, I am, after all, just a guest here. Because I didn't feel like this is my place. I felt like I'm chiming in where I don't really belong. And then somebody responded saying, no, you're like, you're, you're a local. You're fine. Like, we, we hope you'll stick around. So he did. For a few months, he debated, discussed, and settled in. Until one day when he got this email. From a guy I know, but he was, he was a mole of sorts. And so he sends me a, an, an email and a PDF of a discussion that was going on about what to do about the fact that Shulam Dean is now part of this group and do we allow this or not? There were pages and pages of fierce debate, people arguing that a heretic didn't deserve to be here. People were saying, look, we come here because we want a, a virtual representation of our community. And allowing someone who has completely different thoughts, a completely different mindset, and brings up the kinds of discussions that we would never allow within our community, it changes the nature of what this forum is. And it's kind of like, you know, we don't want to, like, we don't want to change the nature of the neighborhood. It was, it was a deja vu moment, like, oh my God, another one of these meetings where they're like, should we keep him or should we throw him out? It was the exact same debate as before, back when Shulam was kicked out of New Square. Except this time, he could see it happening in front of him. There were people who thought he was pure evil, people who stood up for him, people who fell in the middle. It gives me a complicated feeling, and that's what happened here. I was like, 
Like, I love these people, but I hate them, and they're crazy, and they're stupid, and they're insane, and they're ignorant, but some of them are still really smart, and even the ignorant ones are sometimes really funny, um, and some of them are really fucking sharp. And Shulam says, even back in 2005... Even when I was being kicked out of New Square, the rabbis were telling me I am expelled at the end of that meeting. They said to me, but we hope you'll come back sometime. And one of the rabbis said... You can stay at my house, you, your whole family. And so there's this weird feeling that I have about the Hasidic community in that, you know, I kind of love you guys for that, for being such, such really sort of likable assholes. Like, I, I, I don't know. Before I left, Shulam wanted to show me a YouTube video. You know, this is a video of just a bunch of Hasidic men. Some of them I know. It's one that he watches all the time. I like how you're like tapping your foot immediately. It's like it's a I reflex. Love the song. I love the song. I like these guys. I know them. I know this guy. This guy I know like he was from our community in Moose Square. They're sitting around a circular table. It's at a bar mitzvah. The singing gets faster and faster until I just love this guy. (laughs) Shulam is homesick for a place he doesn't want to return to. In the end, the people at Kavishtival decided to let him stay. He's glad but also bitter about being put through another tribunal. He still hangs around, though, because Shulam sees himself in the people here on Kavishtibel. People who would appreciate a good tish and then talk about cereal afterwards. They might see him as an outsider, but his hope is that they're more like him than they know. That Kavishtibel exists because the chasm between his world and theirs is narrowing. Maybe one day those worlds will come close enough that his kids will be able to cross over. Do you ever imagine that? Of course I imagine. Of course I imagine that. Of course I imagine that. In other words, I can imagine Akiva with a smartphone that he somehow got hold of and WhatsApp. And he's getting videos and he's like sort of curious about the world. And one day he reaches out and he's like, you know, I'm not so into this program. Maybe he wants to remain Hasidic, but maybe not. Are these the things that you kind of, that you dream about a little bit, like daydreams? Yeah, yeah, all the time, all the time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I wonder what it's going to be. Like, it's almost like in my mind I know for certain that something is going to be. About this, Shulam has faith. Surthi Pinamanani is a producer for our show. Shulam has written a memoir called All Who Go Do Not Return. It just came out a month ago. Surthi loved it. She also said that there's not very much overlap between his story and what we reported. So if you want to know more about him, that book is a good place to go. Reply All is hosted by me, PJ Vogt, and Alex Goldman. We were produced this week by Tim Howard, Shruti Pinamanani, and edited by Alex Bloomberg and Fia Benin. 
We were mixed by the Reverend John Delore and David Herman. Special thanks to Sylvie Douglas, Emma Jacobs, and James Helmsworth. Matt Lieber is something you think is impossible, but you have to try anyway. Our theme music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Our ad music is by Build Buildings. And that beautiful song you heard at the end of the story is by a group called Cheer Acquire. You can find more episodes at iTunes.com slash ReplyAll or ReplyAll.limo. And we put up DVD extras for this episode at Dig.com. Our website is ReplyAll.diamonds, which was designed in partnership with Athletics. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next Wednesday.